Welcome to Better Returns, where you will learn how to escape the volatility of the stock market by passively investing in real estate like a pro. 90% of millionaires earned and maintained their wealth by investing in real estate. We will share real life examples from savvy investors so you can do the same. This show is for educational purposes only and should not be considered legal tax or investment advice. His oldest brother, Jeff, told him that porcupines could shoot their quills, and he believed that until he was a teenager. Your host and my dad, Matt Hansen. Welcome back to Better Returns. We've got a special bonus episode for you today. It's called a Fireside Chat with a close personal friend of mine, Kanal Dewan. We're just going to chat a little bit about, we, we talk on a weekly basis pretty much for maybe an hour or two about real estate, business, and life. Um, Today, we're going to talk about financial advisors. Financial advisors, by definition, are the people who are fiduciaries of your money. The question today is, are they really genuinely watching out for your long-term goals? That this is a topic which creates a lot of different types of feelings. Because mm -hmm. on one hand, I'm busy. I have life. I have kids. I have work. I have business. I have friends. And I'm putting all this trust on this person who is certified and licensed and went to school to run the models and complex analysis. But at the end of the day, they're selling a product that they bought from their vendor in a more simplistic way. So they're trying to fit my retirement plan in that box of products. So my circular retirement plan doesn't fit right. in their rectangular box. So me and you have been talking about it for I don't know, so many, I mean, I live in Southern California, Matt, and used to live in San Diego. And this is where the, I, I call it one of the hubs in the country mm -hmm. because people are busy, you know, or they have generational wealth and they want to live life either by choice or because of ambition. So the role of financial advisors has just become extremely critical in past few decades. And, but yet, the retirement plan is still the same that it was mm -hmm. 10 decades ago, yeah. put it in the stocks. So in today's episode, Matt, I'm so glad that you're doing this. In, in today's episode, let's, let's talk about everything we have talked about hours. If a good financial advisor, a true fiduciary of right. your capital, perhaps is he the true driver of your generational wealth? Exactly, exactly. So the first one, and I talk to investors all the time, and the and quite often they'll say, "Well, I've got a financial advisor; they take care of all that." And then I always politely ask some probing questions, like, "So how are you diversified?" That's the the number one. Well, I've got stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and I'm in you know different industries within that. But then I always say, "Well, you're still in the stock market; you're still counting on companies to report their." profits and earnings, and they're in markets that can be manipulated. The data is manipulated. The market can be manipulated. Um, so are you really diversified if you're only investing in paper stocks? And that's, that's the big questions I always have for them nicely. And then we'll talk a little bit about real estate, how much different that is. Do you agree? 
hundred percent, Matt, hundred percent. I was talking to a buddy of mine and he did his master's and then his PhD, uh, computer science master's and his PhD, something in finance. And at the end, he ended up working in algorithm, algorithmic trading, which is the fast trading, right? Yeah. And what he was talking to me about is the hedge funds. So he used to work, he had worked a few hedge funds in, in past decade or so. What he was talking about is there are software engineers and developers and uh, IT people who are hired by these hedge funds to create very focused niche software and codes to mm -hmm. do really high fast trading. Right. And these are not like a few hundred million or even a few billion dollar hedge funds. These are big, ginormous um, money movers. Right. So when you talk about manipulation, that is, I did not know that until I spoke with him at the golf course after the second glass of wine, you know, that they have the power to move the market within minutes. And the retail, investors the me and you the the 401ks and the uh, the self-directed IRA they're just sitting in a, a a raft you know high choppy water raft just going for the ride mm -hmm. they have no power to maneuver that raft because somebody else is controlling the tide so when you say diversity and manipulation and this is what comes to my mind you're 100% correct. I agree. So, so the counterpoint to that really is real estate. This is particularly the stuff that we invest in large commercial apartment buildings. These are physical assets. Value typically doesn't ever go to zero because it's a physical asset. It's insured. If a hurricane rips off the roof, it's replaced. And by the way, we get covered by the insurance for the lost rent, loss of income. Um and, it, and it's not something that's manipulated. It's a local market. You know, wherever your building physically is at, if the job growth and employment growth, if those things are strong, you've got a good property there. Um, and it's just one of those things that people don't realize that, okay, even precious metals, there's other things you can do outside of Wall Street, but you're not diversified if you're just buying what your financial advisor is selling you, fortunately. And I think that's right. a travesty that people don't see that. Um, and that's why we're out here trying to educate people about this stuff. So what else? Exactly. What else do you want to talk about? Uh, I, I kind I'll, of in, alluded to like the conflict of interest with a yeah. financial advisor. Let's talk about the products that they typically sell. I want to. I want to ask you this question. This is one of the my investors asked me this question. That so the investor asked me, okay, look, I got kids and I want to focus on my summer vacations. I want to plan those trips, right? So I don't want to think about uh, where to put my money, right? So I trust my advisor, and he is planning my retirement. You know, the, the gentleman has has a good career. You know, he's 20 years in in this career and probably has an, a decade or so left until he quote unquote retires, right? So the question for you, Matt, is, you know, the fiduciary, if really is looking out for this long-term plan for his client, do they really refer out if if the plan for the client, the investor, is to create a certain amount of wealth, cash flow, tax savings? Like there's so many nuances, right? 
is that fiduciary, the financial advisor, referring out that client to some other fiduciary or in, or possible investment sources to fill that plan out to the T? What are your thoughts on that? I've I think I've heard of one that actually do this because most financial advisors just say, oh, invest in stocks, bonds. They want asset under management. Let's face it. You know, everyone's out for themselves. They want assets under management. And if you go and invest in a private placement memorandum with a, a large apartment complex, they don't make any money off that. So I've only heard of one financial advisor that actually endorsed saying, yeah, go outside of my product offering and go ahead and invest in real estate. All the others say, nope, 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 nope. That's way too risky. And they don't know anything about it, by the way. That's too risky. Mm. Just stick in stocks and bonds, just the stuff I sell. And how can that be good for every investor to only buy what your financial advisor is selling? I don't exactly. know. Again, I've ran across one person that said, yeah, my financial advisor said it's okay to invest with you, Matt. <laughs> exactly. All the others just, nope, I, I can't do this because somebody else is telling me not to. Yeah. It's crazy. Right on. So a lot, I, I responded to along similar lines that in the world of business, you know, nobody wants to say bye-bye to the money that's coming to them, you know? So that kind of goes against the word fiduciary because here you are planning and implementing somebody's life savings, which is tailored to that person, right? So this is probably the biggest reason that financial advisors do not want people to invest in real estate because they're not real estate experts. Yeah. And they don't want that money to go outside their control. So. Perfectly. I, I agree with that. And, and the second part of my response was that ask the financial advisors, okay, why not? If you say it's too risky, okay, let's write down all the risks and let compare to the other risks that we have on stock market that you can't even control. Over here, I can call Matt. Matt has an offering. And the offering was supposed to do 15%. It did 14.9. Matt, why did I lose my one point? And Matt can say, hey, it's 14.9 because of da 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 or depreciation or, hey, you already got whatever that is. There's a, there's a response. There's a, there's a transparency. So ask a financial advisor, why is it risky? And compare that to the stocks that you can't even control. And perhaps then make a decision. If diversifying, because we are not saying pull everything out of stock no, market. No. That's not what we are talking about. Right, Matt? Right, right. You can invest in stock. I've got a little money in the stock market still. But I don't have 100%. Exactly. Or even, or even 80%. Yeah. What we are saying is don't, when the true diversification is do not put everything in a market that you can't control. Rather, understand the risks of each, either private offerings or stocks and bonds through a financial advisor, and then make the call that fits your retirement plan, isn't it? That's excellent. That's excellent. Yeah. And, and, and I think the other element is, um, and I did this, you know, I was a young person, started out in a big corporate job, and I maxed out my 401k. Yes. Yeah, in 30 years, I had a lot of money, but I'd wait 30 years. Had I taken some of that money, not maxed it out, just did the company matching in my 401k and invested in real estate or something outside of that, 
that exponentially grows quicker because it's not a long-term, and that's what the stock market's about, long-term. Over the average, you're going to make great money. But the upside is not near as much as buying a $30 million apartment complex, renovating some of the units over the next two or three years, and then selling it for $45 million and making a $15 million profit and sharing that with your investors. That's a huge boom. I mean, most of my investments kick out close to six-digit returns. That's never happened in the stock market. And it's and as we talked about risk, it's actually a little lower risk than being in the stock market for 30 years. I can do this in five or six years. So why wouldn't you look at that? I think that's that's another thing. It's like their their time horizon and in you you mentioned this earlier, I'll steal your thunders. Like they never talk about cash flow, it's just about building equity, building equity. You have all these stocks over time. Well, if you invest in real estate, if you do it well, you can usually get a little bit of both. And the equity is big at the end. Because you're you're a physical share owner share owner of these um, these apartment assets, so that's that's another thing I can we chat a little bit about. Yeah, nailed it, and that's why we chat for two hours, three hours. It keeps going because these you know these eye popping moments that a majority of people do not realize. Yeah, retirement is great. Yes, wealth is great. Yes, equity building is awesome. But what about cash flow today? That's just the cherry on top because stock is great. It builds equity, wealth, you know, yeah, beautiful. Well, you can do the same thing real estate, just as you said, but what about you can get an extra 5%, which is $5,000 over $100,000 year over year consistently and yet save on taxes. A fiduciary does not talk about that. And I wonder why, you know, we wonder why give that choice to your client if you are truly a fiduciary and let the client make a call. What fits the best for them? Yep, yep. So yeah. I don't know if the remedy is for that. Like you, you post some really good questions. Ask your financial advisor, like, what about real estate? You know, what, what, what was the reason? And, and we're talking about passively investing. You don't want to go out and buy a bunch of single family homes and flipping. That's a whole business and industry. That, that's a lot of work. I've done that. A lot of people I know have done that. Nah, you really want to look at the more of the passive investing avenues, like at least explore the options and ask your financial advisor if your portfolio should include more than just paper stocks. I think that's really, that's our whole message here. And if not, why? Why shouldn't you? Exactly. Because we want to compare apples to apples. Flipping single family homes or buying single family homes or even buying a unit by yourself and collecting rent, that's not what we're talking about because that's not what we do in stocks, bonds, and equities in the market. We buy and we just put your hands off. What is the similar in real estate investment? You know, a private offering and syndication. You put money and hands off, but only one of them creates an exponential wealth over a true long-term creating tax advantages and cash flow. So apples to apples and mitigate the risk between the two and then make the call with your advisor. Exactly, exactly. Any other tips you want to share, Kanal? You think people should be saying, asking their financial advisor? I, 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 would, I would, my tip will be ask the questions to the advisor, then ask the same question to a sponsor like me or you and compare the answers. Mm-hmm. and then decide what's the right financial path 
or a mix? I mean, they're probably the right answer is mixed. I mean, of course I'm biased. I'm going to say, yes, all in a real estate. Yay. But that's not the right answer because then I will not be the right fiduciary, right? Perfect. The right answer is the, the road in between, depending on the age, depending on the goals, depending on the capital, depending on the risk. There's so many factors. A true fiduciary, be the advisor or be a syndicator or a sponsor like me and you, will give you options. That's my last uh, tip to all the listeners out there. Golden nuggets, golden nuggets. Well, we, th- we hope everyone enjoyed this episode. We're going to be bringing these to you occasionally, these fireside chats with just Kanal and I shooting the breeze, sharing our thoughts. You know, we're seasoned investors, been doing this a long time. We've seen a lot. And, you know, this is this is our opinion. And hopefully that enlightens you, makes you think a little bit more about how your investments should be managed as well. Thanks so much. Have a great day. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Better Returns brought to you by Hanson Holdings. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review because it helps others discover this valuable content. If you would like to earn truly hands-off passive income, go to HansonHoldings.com where we help you invest in large apartment complexes to grow your family's wealth. See you next week with another awesome episode. Have a great day.